Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It will be a fight. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. It will be a fight we will win. But a lot less death. But there will be death. People should be actually kept out of the country for at least 28 days. America is not prepared. Cindy Watson's here and we've just discussed that we're not allowed to talk about the particular thing that's happening across the world right now for the first five minutes. Otherwise, this will definitely get demonetized. So don't. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I got how, the message. How is America? What's happening over there at the moment? It's a, Obviously, it's a dramatic t- a change in comparison with Australia. Um, yeah. You were here. You were born here, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. people have this uh, this perception that I am a American that lived in Australia and then moved back to America when in reality I am an Australian born and raised in Australia, adopted a ridiculous accent because of my mom and, you know, being around that accent right. all the time and then moved to America because, you know, as you do, sometimes you're like, I just need to get out of my home country and do other things. So what, is, what is it like there now? Is it, are people worried? Are people concerned? Or is it more of a, I mean, I've, I've talked about this before. It was such a massive media beat up um, with this particular subject that we can't name that <laughs> it seems like people everywhere were terrified and yet we don't really get the, the honest view of, of the millions of people who live in the States. I mean, we just hear, you know, one or two people's opinion. What, what is it like? Let, let me use this as like you're a, you're a war reporter. What is it like on the ground? <laughs> you know what? I live in DC, which is one of the, I feel like one of the last states to go into lockdown and will be probably one of the last states to come out of lockdown because of our proximity to New York, which was like the epicenter of all of this. Um, honestly, my life hasn't changed too much. <laughs> I'll say that front, you know, first and foremost, because I am, you, as, as most of this shocks people, but I am super introverted. So I like being at home. I've seen the same friends that I would see usually, but you know, I think that the majority of America, because the cases of the thing we aren't allowed to talk about have been so low. <laughs> around, around knows that is. <laughs> um, a lot of people I don't think are freaking out. You know, I think most people like in Wisconsin, for example, I believe they opened up restaurants and within like an hour of doing so, they were just packed again because people are over it. I mean, that's just what I've sort of been hearing and experiencing through the people that I know. But again, I mean, that's just, that's just my friends and my relationships. So mm. I could be wrong. I mean, ask I, someone in New York, see what they have to say. I, I learned yesterday that there was a, a pandemic. Fuck. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned yesterday that there was a real bad sore throat getting around during uh, Woodstock. And they oh, had yeah. they had the festival. I think it might have been H one N one or H three someone or I don't know H three H three something. It was something. another another series of another sore throat. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and that was getting around during Woodstock, but life went on as usual. And I mean, people see the numbers of uh, cases of uh, dirt naps, I'll call them, rather than uh, the other word, uh, <laughs> in America. And the the, the, the big issue is. People don't correlate the numbers or the percentage of people that the live population. there. 
population right. growth, population size, population density. Now, that is an issue here in Australia because you hear these big numbers. Oh my God, you know, X amount of people had a dirt nap today in America and only one in Australia, you know, but there is, I think, I think America's what, 10 times the size population wise. Oh, bigger than that. America, I think is somewhere in the realm of like 14 times the population size of Australia. And okay. if you think about it, Australia has the same land mass, almost the same land mass as mainland United States. People yeah. always conveniently forget these things when they're doing, you know, like, like country to country comparisons, unless you're bringing it down to per capita, the numbers mean nothing. In my opinion, you know, as a, as an expert on all this sort of stuff, um, well, but you know, us you know, as YouTubers are experts at the moment because we're <laughs> yeah. the only one uh, giving reliable information allegedly. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But I don't know if you heard this, but apparently the cases in Sweden um, and the dirt what was it dirt naps <laughs> the the amount of dirt naps in Sweden it has actually eclipsed the United States. Really? Don't quote me on that. People can fact check me on that. I'm, I'm, but that's what I believe I was reading today. And I thought, well, why is that not getting, why is America getting the, the majority of the attention? Why are we not looking at these other countries? Well, well, Miss Watson, I can tell you why is because uh, this really bad sore throat that's getting around at the moment is Donald Trump's fault. Yeah. No, didn't you know that? Everything is Trump's everything's fault. Donald Trump's fault. I, um, I saw one of his uh, media or the, the media lady, I believe is the technical term that they have here uh, over there in America, uh, addressing, um, you know, a, a group of the media. And uh, they hit them with a question about, will you retract your uh, quote about the particular sore throat virus that's getting around at the moment, mm-hmm. being uh, not being an issue, not being something to worry about. And she hit back with, you know, is the Huffington Post going to withdraw their yeah. comment about that? Is this, is this newspaper, is this media agency? I think it's just this weird uh, situation right now where everything is on Trump's shoulders. And I mean, I know everyone tries to get this, you know, get whatever edge they can have on Trump. And I get that because a lot of people don't like Trump. A lot of people uh, don't listen to anything that Trump says. They just don't like him and whatever. That's, that's people's prerogative. We have that in in Australia too. There's some people that hate Scott Morrison, hate whoever the other bloke is. Anthony Albanese, I think, is the the current uh, shadow minister. I mean, who gives a shit? No one gives a fuck about Australian (laughs) politics. It's the most boring uh, game in the land. No, Um, no, 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 no. It's very influential. It definitely impacts the rest of the the world. Didn't didn't you know that? Absolute garbage. As if anyone would care if Scott Morrison turned up. Scott Morrison is cleaning the boots of Vladimir Putin. No one cares about you, Scott. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Who gives a shit? But my point is that they go so hard after Trump and it's just like, I like Trump. I like him as a person. I barely know any of his policies, but I like him as a person because he's such, uh, he treats the media and he treats these people who are around him all the time with the respect that they deserve. And I think that is such a beautiful thing to see in politics in that political game, that political landscape that we just don't see here. You can be a, a, anyone from any newspaper, any uh, media group, any TV station here in Australia and ask an absolute cockhead of a question to the Australian Prime Minister and he's got to sit there, smile and, and deliver it. And yet Trump yeah. will just come back and say, fuck you. And I love that. I love him for that. Yeah, no, I know. I feel the same way. I mean, I actually, I, I went on a date. Uh, I, I cor- and I'm not a that. What? A, sore, a super sore throat date. I stole myself. Hey, I got that. Um, I went on a a sore throat date, uh, you know, for like a walk around the block the other day with a nice human being. Uh, Totally not breaking um, 
uh, the, the whole stay at home measures or anything like that, bad Sydney slap on the wrist. Um, and he turned to me by the end of it and he said, how can you support the president? And I was like, well, you know, it's actually fine if you don't support him. This is not a cult. You are in fact allowed to think how you want. You're allowed to have whatever value system you want. That's okay. Um, and you know, I freely admit that he's done some things that I just sit there and I watch and I think, mm-hmm, okay. I mean, no one's infallible. I, don't, so I certainly don't think he's infallible by any stretch of the imagination. But just like you said, I love the fact that he puts the media in their place. I love the fact that he puts the other corrupt politicians in their place. I just love it. I just love watching him behave like a normal everyday person. And I know that's what turns a lot of people off about him. And that's, again, it's fine. You don't have to like him. But I appreciate the fact that he's a businessman who's running the United States in the way I think it should be run. So, you know, putting freedom as the main, you know, priority. Um, and then obviously just trying to make the economy as efficient as possible and things like that. That's what matters to me as a half-blood American. Yeah. As Australian, you know, as Australian. Australian I had... <laughs> I had Dave Rubin on the show a couple of weeks ago because I'm a big name dropper and he had dinner with Trump and he just said, mate, the dude is just a normal everyday guy who's just yeah. cracking jokes. And, you know, he has to be a, a piece of shit in a lot of ways because he's worked his way to the top and sure. to be at the top in business, you cannot be a nice person. That's just yeah, the way it is. And mm-hmm. I mean, as you said, he's not infallible. And is that the right word? Infallible? Infallible. You're always the one who picks up all of my grammar. Uh, every time I put a video up and there's a spelling mistake in it, Sydney's onto me in like 30 seconds. She's like, you've done this wrong. That's not grammatically correct. It's like, yeah, we get it. You got a degree. Get over yourself. Uh, I have two degrees. Thank you very much. Ah, I see. I see. I put like apostrophes in the wrong spot. And then I'm there. I mean it. You're so right. As soon as you do it, I'm like... Isaac, this is not correct. People, I think, I don't think people realize that you and I are friends, like, behind the scenes. So people will be like, do you know who Isaac is? You two, you two should definitely collab. And I'm like, mm, yeah. But we've, done, we've done videos together. I know. We did one. When I'm, done, uh, when I'm done correcting his, you know, spelling mistakes, I'm sure we'll find some time. We'll yeah, do I, know, I know, Sydney, she's my editor. Uh, <laughs> but I can't spell. And I get the shits with people when they carry on about, like, like uh, you know, uh, your or your that type right. of stuff like you know what i'm trying to say so i don't even right. try with spelling anymore i send emails to anyone i'm just like yeah fucking whatever you know what i'm trying to say if you can understand it slightly then you know what i'm trying to say so get over yeah it. we get it that's okay you don't need to you don't need to know all the grammar in the world it's okay we get it but the yeah no infallible yeah yeah, that's yeah infla- the- inflatable whatever i was saying um <laughs> Trump, I think treating him like he is a pariah, like he is a lord, like he's a god, it's such a negative thing. Like, you just can't do that. And people are doing that right now with uh, the man that Trump's going against in the election that may never happen, uh, Joe Biden. He's had all these claims about sexual assault and all this type of stuff. I'm sure you're very across the subject. Uh, and people are still like, no, even though that this is all happening and the people are out there saying this, much like they did with Trump uh, in 2016, they are just ignoring it. They're, 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 they're just going, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to vote for him. Isn't that an insane idea? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. In fact, like the thing, look, I've always been, for the, for the people who don't know, for the people who are listening who have no idea about American politics and who don't care, which is totally fair enough if you're not from here, or you, even if you are from here, like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe Biden ha- is the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party because the election's in November against Trump. 
Uh, and basically the long short of it is that he has been accused by eight different women of some varying degree of sexual harassment and now most recently of sexual assault. The way that the left or, you know, like the Democrats uh, more specifically have been reacting to it is basically to say, hmm, yeah, well, we support women and we still like Me Too. Me Too's pretty good. But just kidding, we're still going to vote for Biden regardless. So they basically abandon their entire value system surrounding, uh, you know, the whole Me Too movement and Believe Women, which came up uh, back in 2018. Um, which again, I don't want to go through the entire the entire litany of what was happening with all of that. But that's sort of the general principle. It's just insane. It it's is insane crazy, so absolutely crazy. And that's so. Are these claims on Biden? Are they are they substantiated? Have they been backed up? I mean, because I know when Trump was having going through a lot of these, a lot of them uh, were just coming out, and there was one after the other after the other, and maybe some of them weren't as uh, reliable as the others. Um, right. Yeah. Are they are they have they backing these people? Are these people coming out? Are they taking Biden? Um, you know, are they proceeding with legal action? What's going on there? Honestly, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if anyone's actually tried to do anything uh, in a legal sense. It's not so we're not sort of going down the same road as the whole Kavanaugh hearings again. For people who need context, the Supreme Justice that uh, Trump basically put forward to the Supreme Court was accused of sexual harassment some thirty odd years ago. That went through this whole whole like proceedings to basically determine whether or not the woman who was accusing him is telling the truth, yada, 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 without actually going to official court. Yes. Um, so no, like, you know what? Meh, I don't think anyone's actually done anything in like a serious, actually, no, that's a lie. I, I, I totally lie. DC police um, have closed the case of sexual assault against Biden. Okay. So they've closed it. So I guess I guess the the woman who was accusing him started legal proceedings or attempted to start legal proceedings. But you know, it, like there's all this video and you know photo evidence of Biden basically sniffing women or you know touching oh, girls. There's so much. Right. It is ridiculous. I think over this next part of the conversation, we'll play some of it and put some photos up. <laughs> yeah, this is the time. This is the montage now yeah. of girls being uncomfortable <laughs> um, and it is, it's disgusting yeah. like some of the things you know, he's always sniffing hair and like checking out what are you using pantene what's happening with your hair he's just a fucking bit of a creep yeah no but you know it's funny though because i was having this conversation with a friend of mine um who's an editor of a of a publication they've run a lot of stories at the moment about biden and what's been going on and whatnot and he basically asked me he said do you think that biden's doing this deliberately and i was like you know and i hate to say this like I just, I don't even, I don't know necessarily if he's doing it to be deliberately creepy. That's the thing is I don't know where he's placing, you know, d does that make sense? Like, yeah. I just, I'm not sure if this is, you know, coming from that really gross, disgusting place. Although watching it, I'm appalled and I'm, and, and you know, women have come forward and said, this made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I don't know why you're touching me. There was one interview. Oh my God, Isaac, if you watch it, you'll die. There was one interview that a woman gave, I believe to CNN. CNN, where she said that uh, back in 2016, I believe it was, or 2014, one of the years, Biden came up to her, put his hands on her shoulders and like kissed the back of her head. And even listening to her say it, I was uncomfortable hearing it. So I'm not justifying the behavior. I'm just wondering if it's actually coming from that really gross, creepy place. That's what I want to know. Like, is I mean, he, like, you've got to be brave to do that on camera. Like, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, does yeah. he do that because he feels untouchable because he is a part right. of the left? Does he do it because he's, I don't know. I, it's a really I weird know, thing. Yeah. I know. But, that's what's so strange about it. Or maybe it's because he's just so old. 
he doesn't really comprehend what's happening now. Now his whole mindset, I mean, and probably old's the wrong word, but uh, so senile. Pretty old. He's pretty old. <laughs> How old is he? Yeah, I don't know. I can Google it if you want. Yeah, Guessing in the realm of. I'm going to Google it right now. All right, I'm yeah. going to say seventy-two. Joe. Yeah, I would say around that. Maybe maybe between seventy to seventy-five. He is, is 77. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I didn't realize he was that old. Oh, that's that's right, because that's the joke, is that Trump is the youngest person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bernie Sanders was 78. Well, well not was, he still is. And Trump's is, 73. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing that they give the, the toughest job in the world to these very old people. I know, right? That's just, I mean, that's why I, I look at the Congress. I look at Congress here in the US and I just think, why are all, like, I mean, again, I don't have anything against old men or anything like that. They have a wealth of experience, you know, hopefully you would hope that they run businesses and things. So they have a general understanding of how society works and how business works and economics works and whatnot. But I just go, where are all the young people? Yeah. Like, and especially if you've been in, especially if you've been in uh, politics for your entire life, like, right. what do you, he became the sixth youngest senator in US history at the age of 30. So he's been involved in politics. I don't know what else he got up to, but for 47 mm -hmm. years, yeah, you know, no, I know. half a century. But it's what weird. It's Sorry, so interesting, but it's weird too, because he, he's prided himself on basically being like a champion of women. So back in 1994, you know, he put forward this, you know how you said before, Sydney, you're probably all over this. I am all over this. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> dates. Give me dates. Stuff is to anyone. That's the only thing. It's like, you know, how, how often, you know, how many times can you say that a politician's a, a suck bag? Like how many times can you repeat it before it's boring, you know? But this guy who, you know, is now being accused of all these awful things and you know has been filmed doing some pretty bleh, creepy stuff um you know is is someone who likes to think of himself as his champion of of you know female rights so it's just like what but he's that specific for it yada 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 but that's always yeah. as, as we said before skeletons in the closet like you find so many and it, it's the same with male feminists and i get a lot of heat from like feminist people's uh, not that I associate them, but in comment sections and shit about talking about male feminists. And I always say the same thing. I, I, like, If you are generally consider yourself a male feminist, then you are trying to get sexual brownie points from standing up for whatever you think is going to help you get laid. And it is right. gross. It is so gross. One of the things I always try and push on this channel is there's nothing wrong with being masculine or being manly as long as you're not an asshole. Yep. That's the big thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're totally right. I don't know how we sort of came to this point where we made being a dick synonymous with being a man. I just, like, I know just yeah. as many women that are, you know, buttheads and that are not nice people and just as many men that are awesome, wonderful people. I just, I don't know when this happened or why it came about, but here we are. And it's funny that you bring up male feminists because I, I tweeted the other day that I don't know what it is, but I guess, and, and the reason it, what prompted it was I was on Twitter you know, doing my usual being mean to people on the internet thing because Twitter is an adult playpen and I'm sure you know that. I read oh. your mean tweets. <laughs> oh, I'm, a horrible, I'm a horrible piece of shit. I love it. But the thing <laughs> is, I send those tweets when I'm watching Downton Abbey on Netflix. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm just being heaps like, oh, yes, I wonder what they're up to today on Downton Abbey and then I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> I saw this dude's profile and he'd had, he wrote in his, his bio uh, feminist. And I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> like I just had oh, this just 
months. So I was just like, yuck. It's um, icky. I, That's what it yeah. is. It's icky. So I tweeted it and I was like, I don't know why, like I, it's inexplicable to me, but I find when men identify as a feminist or even call themselves a male feminist, which are you a, like, why, wh like, why, why are you, why do you get an extra name in there? Are you just a, just a feminist, just be a feminist. Um, it just creeps me out. I don't know why. I just, I just feel icky. I'm like, yuck, I don't want this. It's as far away from possible things. <laughs> it's the same as reading uh, when, I can't remember who I was looking at, but it was a politician here in Australia and their name, let's just say their name's Daniel or something. And then mm -hmm. at the end of their name in their Twitter uh, header, it said he, him. Oh and yeah. It, but, but it's like what we know. Like you don't yeah. need to say it. Like, it, okay, it, I understand using pronouns if it's like borderline. If right. you if you genuinely believe, and I'm cool with this, if you genuinely believe that you are gender neutral and you want to be this, if you want to put your pronouns in there, good on you, champion. I don't give a fuck. But if you are obvious, it's like me. Imagine this fucking, this big head in a Twitter thingo and saying, Isaac Butterfield, he, him. No shit, dickhead. We know you got a cock. No one cares. That's it's ridiculous. What about the ones that are like Z and Zer? Oh, you can't make up words. That is just <laughs> horrid. You cannot make up words. It's you know when you the people who try to make up words like Z yeah. and Zer and Zer, they are the people who tried to force their own nicknames in primary school. They're like, nah, oh. call me call me Big Dog. No one wants to call you Big Dog, you little freak. That's what they want to call you. <laughs> Uh, you're actually right. That's a really, really good comparison. They're like, here's is my special name that no one else decided for me, that I've decided for myself and agreed upon with myself, you will refer to me as such. It's like when, yeah, no, you're 100% you're right. I think the thing that makes me laugh about all of that is the fact that while you do have made up terms that literally no one is ever going to use except within your little circle of fringe people that you know, this is what you do. You just sort of like mm, with each other. That makes me laugh on one hand. And again, like if I met someone like that, I, I think like, I think the majority of people would just try to be respectful of them because like, we're not nasty people, but I'm not going to call you your random made up term. I'll just probably avoid calling you anything, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what makes me laugh the most is when you read those articles about like Sam Smith or some of these other actors and actresses or singers or whoever who identify as they, and reading how absurd the language in these articles are because they're trying so hard to avoid using the term him or her or whatever that they full on, it just makes no sense. It's nonsense. It's mm. reading nonsense. They, although we do use it in, in the singular form to refer to you know someone when, we, when their sex is undisclosed, that's not because that's a brand new gender term or it's not a brand new sex. It's just, that's just how language is on the odd occasion, but they is plural. It's oh, imagine you reading these fucking articles. You'd be freaking out. You'd be like, Oh my God, I better tell Isaac the grammatically incorrect. <laughs> yeah. I think about you the whole time. I'm like, this must be how Isaac feels all day. Every day. Is this his everyday life? What is this? I mean, Tell me that I'm, tell me I'm wrong. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, it, it's, it, you can't make up language. It's ridiculous. Like words are there already. Unless you're making up a product and calling it whatever you want, then you can make yeah. up a word, but you can't just make up what you call people. It's, it's, it's having, it's giving control. And that's all it is. It's just having control over a, a small section of your life. And if you're someone who feels like their entire life has been a lie or they've been a, unable to really uh, grisp 
grasp reality. Um, and then if you're able to tell people, this is what I am, I'm a Zer. And, they, and then they call you a Zer. It gives you a little bit of power, a little bit of kick. And, and I'm happy if, if someone goes, oh, can you call me she or, or he? I, mm. I would, as most people, including um, the, the person who really made this uh, quite a topical uh, piece of conversation, Jordan Peterson, as he said, if you want to be mm. called she, I'll call you she. Whatever. Right. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes, but I mean, you know, that was the problem in Canada, it became part of the human rights violation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, people being made to call people certain things with the rule of law, you know, that's not an issue I'm worrying about here in Australia, but it is a social, it's becoming a social issue. If you don't call them what they need to be, then you are this, uh, you are cast out into the, the distant wilderness because you're a bad person. And I think that's a similar thing. It's just, it's a slippery slope, you know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Um, Removing gender off birth certificates. I mean, I was having a look through some of the videos that you've posted over the last, you know, year or so, and we cover Mm -hmm. a lot of the same subjects and and I'll thank you to stop stealing my content. But (laughs) The um the thing is like we are both agreeing on the same thing and we and, and it's good to know that you know you look at the views and you look at the people on both of our uh, both uh, sides of our channels that there are people who like the the, the silent majority of people mm-hmm. completely agree with the contrary of what people are reporting. Right. No, you're right. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is you get these ideas that sort of start in academia or, you know, in what I like to call like flim flam land where it makes no sense and no one actually cares. And then they start getting more and more and more traction. And then eventually they seep and just permeate through, you know, every layer of society and then become commonplace. I don't know if you saw, but um, some people, you know, the other week, I think it was about a week or two weeks ago, started talking about the term cisgender, which is C-I-S for people who don't know. Cis is what they call people like you and me who identify with the sex that we were, are given sex at birth. So I was, you know, born a girl, I'm a girl, you know, and you were born a male, you're a male. Well, I was born, you know, female, I'm a female. Um, so I, like, I personally hate the term. It, I just find it, you know, monstrously offensive. And it's really interesting because Again, on the Twitter sphere, uh, you know, a couple of us were tweeting about how and why we find it offensive, like that these people have just introduced a new gender term to us. And it was really interesting to me to see how many people agreed with that, but also how many people are like, what is this? And I was like, you're right. What is this? It's born out of academia, been picked up by the media, and now it's part of wider society. Why is it part of wider society? It's a nothing term. And that's what happens a lot of the time. So we end up with this just ridiculous... I don't even know what to call it. This just ridiculous tidal wave of nonsense that's coming from university classrooms. And then you and I on the other side of it have to put up with it all the time. So what, I sound what? very good, don't I? <laughs> I sound like a grumpy old man. Yeah, it's good. Like- <laughs> that's what this that's what this channel is all about. It's just ranting and ranting about everything. Um, why do you find it offensive? You know, um, again, and I, and I, I, I dare say we're the same in this regard, because I know that you're, I mean, you're pretty moderate. Whereas I'm somewhere on the right. Um, no, no, I'm far def- right. According to everyone on the internet, I'm severely far right. Oh Lord, yeah, you're the furthest right. I've never met someone as right wing as you are. I know, it's, right? It- Even Hitler looks at me and goes, "Oh, <laughs> calm down, mate." Oh, oh my God! <laughs> 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 I, I ain't touching that one. Mm-mm, no, no. You don't have to. Me. I forget you have a real job. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, but the, well, the reason I find it offensive is because again, I dare say we're the same in this regard. I don't care actually what you identify as, whether you're a woman who's transitioning to a man or vice versa. I will go out, not go out of my way, but I will definitely respect you if you ask me to, you know, refer to you as whatever, because I'm not a dick, you yeah. know, and I don't really, it's, it, it gives me nothing to be mean to you. It really, it doesn't enhance my life. And if anything, me just, you know, being a normal human being towards you is probably what's going to make society a lot more functional. Um, so on that front, I'm, I, you know, I try to be respectful, whatever. When it comes to having people force terms and identities onto me that I didn't ask for, that's when it starts to become offensive. Cisgender is, like, for starters, it's a nothing term, like I said before, but it's forcing a gender identity onto me I didn't ask for. Like, yes, so the, if I can interrupt, that is exactly the argument that someone who doesn't believe they are male or female would use. They would say, you are forcing this gender onto me. But that's, but that's why I'm saying, that's why I prefaced it by saying, if you want to change, change and, you know, transition to the other gender, I'll just, I'll call you that. But yeah. I'm saying, like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, in the sense that I think there's this whole portion of people out there that are like, I'm not going to, I don't want to be forced into a box of what my sex is. And again, if I can't even imagine how, how uncomfortable it must feel to have gender dysphoria and to feel like that, that must suck. You know, I, yeah. I empathize. Um, but then it's really interesting because I'm like, well, why are we taking the majority, the 99.7% of the population and giving them a special term? You know, it's not like you call people. So, you know, so, say someone has schizophrenia. You say that person has schizophrenia. They have a, a mental illness. You don't say the majority of people don't have mental illnesses. You don't come up with a new term for it in order to differentiate the 99% from the whatever percent. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. If you've got two eyes and a couple of people have got one eye, you don't call us two eyes. You know, you... <laughs> You and yeah, I'm and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate, trying to no, sort of think of the, no. the the other side of the argument, but pushing oh, yeah. this, coming up with a term and saying, mm -hmm. you 99% of the world are this, and mm -hmm. a few people on the fringe are something else. It's it, I, I think it's a label that doesn't need to be there. Exactly, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's it's a it's a step, and people and it's sort of like a it's almost like a, a hurdle that people have to get over. It's like it's a step and a hurdle that doesn't need to be there, and it's it's abrasive. It's like you see it and you hear it, and you're like, okay, you sis, whatever. What the fuck does right. that even mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of these things where I. I find myself, particularly on Twitter and things like that, I always follow people who I know will give me ideas for content. So I follow the Clementine Fords in the world. I follow the Pedestrian magazine. I follow all those type of people because I know the things that they say are hilarious and it will help me right. with content. Um, sure. And these are the people who are, uh, I can't remember the name of the magazine. It might've been Pedestrian or Junkie or something like that. And it's not a magazine, it's a publication. And they said something the other day about cis men need to understand this. And I was just like, I'll send that link to myself and read that later because I'm sure I can find something in there that is amazing, an absolute gem. Now, you're a journalist. I assume you went to, uh, well done. Uh, <laughs> I, assume, I assume you went to journalism school or university. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a master of journalism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What school did these people go to with those journalists? The Is there a different at, school? Like the, like, the, at the, like the Huffington Post and BuzzFeed? What's, what journalism school did they go? Is there a different one? Is there a uh, special one? 
No, they, they probably went to the same ones, you know, well, they, like I know that a lot of students that I went to school with ended up at the ABC. Uh, Gross. So yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, love that. <laughs> so, you know, I think we all end up in the same institutions and get spat out the other side uh, with either, you know, our free thinking ideologies or our let me regurgitate what I'm being told to write. That's what I hated about being at university is the whole regurgitation of everything, you know. You just say what you're being told and it's just icky, super icky. My God, I have some hilarious stories from those times. It's nuts. Hilarious. Oh, well, once a, a teacher, a, a tutor uh, tried to fail me, tried to fail a paper I wrote because I said that policing in some instances is necessary because I, it is like policing is necessary. Um, you know, much as we like to have a polite society, unfortunately, there are some people who do not follow the rules of polite society and I you know I for one am thankful when police aren't acting tyrannical like they have been recently I'm happy to have the police around you know anyway he he wrote <laughs> he wrote that my opinions were worrying and then proceeded to try to fail the paper it, it got read by someone else and then they ended up giving me gave me a passing grade so he tried to fail it told me that my opinions were worrying and then when I came to find out <laughs> was that this tutor actually had participated in the Occupy Melbourne protests that I was writing about and saying that the police did the right thing in trying to move those people on from their protest. Because just, just in, you know, contextually it made sense, the argument that I was making, and he, he had a personal, you know, stock in that. So he yeah. failed my isn't that crazy to think that they would go to, because the argument against police, and I know what you're saying with the tyrannical movement, I think in, it may have been New Zealand. I saw the other day that they've moved uh, legislation into, you probably know a lot more about it than I do. I read the, I read the uh, headlines. That is, that's, I, I, got, I don't have time. I got to watch Downson Abbey. I don't have time to bloody be reading big stories. Jeez. I'm in time for it on Twitter. You've got a lot of things to do. You're, you're busy. You're a busy boy. She is now Voldemort. She who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look similar. Yeah, I agree. No, no, he's a lot skinnier than she is. Oh, fuck me. I didn't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I try, I, try, I try not to take the low blows, but uh, she brings up the worst in me, that woman. Sorry, oh. Clem. Who cares? Like people say, oh, you should only punch up. I coward punch. I don't give a fuck. I'll throw punches wherever they need to go. As long as people laugh, who gives a shit? It's all comedy. Get over yourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With the as, as far as the tyrannical uh, side of things, I understand what you're saying, but with the the necessity for police, this mm -hmm. idea that we don't need to be, uh, we don't need to have someone above us who is in control now. For the longest time, you couldn't control people the way they do now. You had mm. to use God. You have to say, don't rape and murder because God will smite you, almighty smiter. Now you have police to do that. Uh, but still, even people like Lisa Wilkinson on the project a couple of years ago when that young lady was murdered and uh, raped in, in that Melbourne park, uh, mm -hmm. she, she was saying, listen, why do we blame women for this? Um, I don't think anyone blames women uh, but she said, we need to blame men. And the whole mm -hmm. idea of this, oh, we need to blame men and we shouldn't be worried about walking alone in, um, in parks. I mean, it is unfortunate 
But that is the reality of the situation that there has always been and there will always be crazy people who will do horrible things. Like from my point of view, as a friend of yours, I wouldn't want you walking in a park at 12 o'clock at night in the middle of a city. Like that would be, right. I'd be like, oh, probably shouldn't do that. It's a bit dangerous. But the idea is in the, the Australian media and, and the media um, around the world is put, they're pushing this idea that, hey, we should be able to do whatever we want. And if anything else happens, it's that other person's fault. And it is that other person's fault. But don't put yourself yeah. in the situation. Right. Yep. No, I agree with you. I mean, I think that there's, obviously you as an autonomous person have the right and the ability to do whatever you feel like you want to do, whether that be walking through a park at midnight or, you know, going for a swim in a dam and accidentally drowning. Like yeah. these are your choices that you can make as an autonomous free citizen. But you're right. I mean, there is personal responsibility that goes along with that. So when you do go into that park at night, you do make the educated decision about doing it. Do you say, yeah, my house is only 500 meters away. I guess I'm going to take that chance. Or do you say, you know what? Hey, Larry, will you please walk me to my door or whatever? You know, I'm going to get an Uber home, whatever the case may be. These things happen. They're super unfortunate. And it's awful that it happens. But society isn't, you know, it's society isn't what it used to be, you know, some 50 odd years ago. I mean, things have evolved so much so that now we have such a larger population. Uh, we have a you know, denser population and people are different. People are different. Believe it or not. Well, in my opinion, people are different. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't feel safe walking through the streets. I probably do now because no one's out, but I don't feel yeah. safe walking through the streets and I'm, you know, six foot eight and 115 kilos. I, I don't feel safe. Like This isn't all the time, but if there is a chance that I will be robbed or mugged or attacked or whatever. So why would that have be a situation that I may face, but you think that just because you shouldn't mm -hmm. face it. It's just, it's a crazy idea. And then I'll use Lisa again as an example when she said we need to tell young boys not to rape. This whole hashtag all men is just so crazy. It is insane. I feel bad for her boys, to be honest, and her husband. I mean, imagine thinking, imagine actually going through life thinking that all men, all men need to be taught not to rape. I just feel like it's just, a, it's such an insane viewpoint. It's it really so, is. It's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it isn't something that it, that is real because, you know, I know dudes that are creepy. I, I know a lot of people that are just like, you're just like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't trust you in a room with my sister or whatever. Um, but, <laughs> oh, you know, but chances are they wouldn't, you know, do anything horrible, but they're just creeps. They might sniff their hair or something like Joe Biden. But the problem is that there are mental people out there. And I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about people with mental illness. I'm talking about people who are just like, they are, you know, they, something may have happened to, I remember re hearing a story recently about a dude and I won't go into details, but a dude who uh, had a horrible experience with one of his parents. And then they found out that his, his father had a horrible, horrible experience in life and it follows that lead. So there is, there is violence and that, that could be uh, construed as toxic masculinity or it could just be, that's how humans interact with each other. Sometimes the stars align and you get an absolute cockhead of a father or a cockhead of a mother. And then that molds you in a way. There are so many people with mother issues and father issues and all that type of shit that it is hard to pinpoint which gender is to blame. Maybe it is easier to just blame us as a species. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the thing is that, People who do, I mean, you're, you're right, right in the sense that people who have trauma in their past um, often end up becoming people who 
you know, victimize others. Like that's, that's like a statistical fact. Like lots of people who end up in prison have a history of, you know, some sort of violence in their background, whether that be perpetrated by their mom and dad or something negative that happened to them. In fact, you know, like a lot of uh, men who turn out to be rapists, for example, um, have some sort of, you know, victimization as children. Um, and actually really, in, there's some really, really interesting stats out there about this where, um, a lot of male rapists who exclusively target women have a history of female abuse. They've been abused by women in their in their childhood. So like there's a lot of like really interesting facts and information out there about these topics, but you're right. These people often have trauma and then they go out and then they enact that trauma on other people. So it's mm. it's like it's really sad because then and look, I'm I'm not here defending anyone. <laughs> I don't want that to be no. like a thing where like Sydney's okay with this, Sydney's not okay with this. I just think understanding why people do the things that they do is so paramount to being able to tackle these issues. And the, the funny thing about it is no one actually wants to do that. No one wants to tackle the root cause of a the problem. They just want to sort of like chuck the bandaid over it and just pretend it's not happening. And that's why people like Lisa Wilkinson, for example, have this narrow-minded one-dimensional view of things. And it's not helping. It's not no. helpful. And that's the big thing. It doesn't help. You go out there and you virtue signal, this should be the case. And yet nothing changes. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, and, you're right. and then you say, Oh, well, nothing the next time it happens. Oh, nothing changed. It's, it's men's fault. Well, <laughs> you've got this huge platform utilize it in a way that doesn't pit people against each other. It addresses mm -hmm. the fact that there is so much uh, undiagnosed mental illness in the world and untreated mental illness in the world. Yeah, Use it to address the fact that some people have the ability to be the worst parents in the world. And it's like if you buy, if you go to Bunnings and you buy a, a, a potted plant, right? If you buy that plant and you yeah. might feed it or water and fertilize it and it grows into a big tree or you feed it shit and you don't water it and it turns into nothing. It's the same with parents. Right. You know, it depends mm -hmm. how you mold something, how you help it grow. And it can grow into oh, yeah. a happy, beautiful person, uh, or it can grow into a psycho. <laughs> it can. I mean, how many psychos are out there? You don't how know what people are up to. Psycho? What is that? Is what do you mean? Do plants go psycho too? Is it? Have you never heard of the Venus flytrap? Oh, it's a tumultuous plant. It's very no, anti-vegan. I like succulents, you know. They don't do a whole lot, but they're cute. They're very yep. cute. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's like, crazy. It's, it's like Down Syndrome kids. It's really, <laughs> what an asshole. Um, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> Sydney, entertain the people while I write this down. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Isaac is not very good at spelling and he does other weird things on the internet. Is that good? I mean, this you're, is doing, you're doing well. Succulents. Uh... <laughs> um, I'll bring this back to policing because you got a bit far from it. And I think the point you were trying to make there is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were going to bring up how uh, New Zealand has passed um, new legislation that basically gives police powers to go into your home without a warrant. Yes. Now, Aussies love you to pieces. I really do. You're my, you're my people. But a lot of Aussies are fine with this sort of thing. And they're like, well, if I'm not doing anything wrong, oh. what does it mean? It's crazy. And I'm like, you have the right to not be 
freaking, you know, searched like a criminal. If you haven't committed a crime, the police should not be coming into your home. And especially because people don't realize, right? And this is what this is what's got me about the whole not, you know, the the thing that shall not be named. This is what's killed me about all of this. And Americans get it to to a much larger extent than than Aussies simply because America is founded on principles of freedom and liberty. Australia, not so much. I mean, like we come from, we're like penal people, you know, we're, we're, we're basically criminals than some settlers. It's just, it's weird. Yep. So the thing that's killed me about all of this is that Americans obviously are just vehemently against government intervention in their lives for the most part, which is why obviously the constitution is so important, yada, yada. Aussies, for whatever reason, are fine with it. They're just like, this is fine. My biggest point throughout all of this has been you guys need to realize that when emergency legislation is passed to combat these specific instances and these things that happen, whether that be, you know, terrorism, whether that be a flood levy, whatever is happening, uh, this legislation gets passed in response to that and then never gets repealed. It's, yes. it's there forever. So what's to say and who's to stop? a tyrannical leader from coming in. And I know that a lot of people are like, Sydney, this is never going to happen. Venezuela would disagree, my friends. But, you know, who's to say that that somewhere down the line, some psycho isn't going to get into a position of power and authority, go, hmm, there's all this emergency legislation here telling me that I can do this, 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 and this. Aha, suck it. And then enforce all of that. Sounds crazy. Sure. Who's to say that it's not going to happen? Well, the legislation passed after 9-11 was an example of that. It was never repelled. It's still in place. Um, mm-hmm. This whole attitude in New Zealand, and, and I think New Zealand's almost like Australia's Canada. You know, they're just like, you look mm-hmm. over there and go, thank fuck, that's not us. Um, <laughs> but there, this, 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 this legislation's a pass that allows the police to just enter. Okay, so that's, that's my attitude with the whole give an inch, take a mile thing. What's next, okay? Is it, uh, do they use that same sort of principle somewhere else? Does it become uh, illegal to think something? The thought police, that whole George Orwellian attitude towards life. Like, where does this end? Does it mm-hmm. end? Does it keep going? That's the concern. That's the fear. And I'm different to a lot of people in my sphere. Whereas when I'm not writing videos or trying to come up with ideas, I don't think about any of this shit. I'm able to switch off, but I know other people who I'm friends with who they do not stop thinking about this stuff and they go down rabbit holes. And one of my mates was talking about it the other day. He's talking about this conspiracy surrounding the sore throat disease. And he said, mate, I found this YouTube channel the other day and he's talking some real good stuff. His name's David Ick. I was like, do you mean David Icke? And he goes, yeah. I was like, okay, you might be saying some interesting things, but don't delve too deep or you'll realize that the queen is a lizard. <laughs> and, um, and only a couple of days later, David Icke actually had his YouTube channel removed for, uh, oh, really? yeah, spreading, um, and, uh, spreading like conspiracies about the sore throat disease. So that oh. was interesting as well. And that's, that's the issue for people like us. Like, you know, you have a career, you have, you know, you have degrees, uh, but you also have a YouTube channel with a lot of subscribers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything aside from my YouTube and my standup. So YouTube decides tomorrow to, which they have done before, hit me with a community guideline strike or whatever. I got a mm-hmm. guideline strike just two weeks ago for making a video about the wage gap. Did you? Yeah. I, I said oh, that. The video was called uh, Female Athletes Don't Deserve the Same Pay. And it was basically going into uh, account of the, f- uh, the women's uh, soccer team in America 
winning the World mm. Cup, but only uh, creating a certain amount of income for that particular organization and a, such a small uh, amount in comparison to the men's. And that was why there was a disparity. And so mm. I made that video. I went through the video. There's nothing in hate speechy about it, but I got banned for hate speech. And even in the video, I went to talk about Ronda Rousey of the UFC. She was the highest paid athlete because she was bringing the most eyes. And I right. said, so that, that completely um, argues against my point in the headline. So anyway, so I had that, I had that against me and it is a concern because I look at the titles of your videos and they're like mine. That could be, you can say that's hate speech. You know, any yeah. of the, I'm, I've got your screen up right now. Any of these are hate speech and that's a worrying thing that your livelihood on YouTube, your income from that can be taken away. Like that that. Went Oh yeah. No, no. I mean like, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have noticed in, and look, I've been really lucky. I've only been, really been at this for two years and I know you, God, your YouTube just went like, poof, like blew up, but yeah, I'm pretty I mean, amazing. Political YouTube is a little more difficult. Yep, yep. <laughs> you run into some more obstacles, but uh, I feel really lucky, you know, because like I, I'm nearing, you know, 400,000 subscribers and I'm so excited about that. Um, even though, you know, I try not to focus on the numbers. I just try to like make good content because I love my community and I just think they're like the best people in the universe. Um, but, you know, I've noticed like a massive like slowing in terms of everything, you know, I'm not getting the same amount of views that I usually would. And again, sometimes people just don't care about what I'm talking about. And that is okay. I, like I always say, it's, this is not a cult, <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. have to do or like what I say, you don't, whatever, like you choose what you click on. But what, what worries me is watching it slow down. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the fact of the matter is, and when YouTube keeps exposing itself, the CEO keeps making these comments, you know, or even the other day she said um, in an interview, something to the effect of like, she is going to keep pushing more uh, like MSM, like the mainstream yeah. media and stuff to the detriment of the individual creator, even though they're the people who made the platform what it is. And she knows that people don't like it. And she knows that the audience does not like it and yet she keeps doing it because they don't just, they just don't care about you and me as creators on the platform. But the thing that kills me is that they could easily just wipe us from the internet and that's it. That's yeah, there's it. There's no recourse. It's just, that's, that's the way it is. Sorry, bye. And all your hard work is just like eviscerated, eviscerated in a heartbeat. And it scares me because I put so much time, effort and energy into researching and writing and, you know, filming and editing my videos because I don't have a team, you know, some people have editors, which I think is awesome if they can afford to do that. Um, you know, it's just me making and creating all my content, doing everything. I'm like a one man band with a million arms mm. um, and I love it. You know, I love what I do, but they could easily just wipe me from the internet and it, it distresses me to no end when I think about that. Yeah. And I, I just, I just recently hired an editor uh, like a week ago and he, he, in an attempt to make my videos a bit better and, I think it was, I think it's a good move because I was, I'm a shit editor. I just fucking chop and all that shit. And uh, I also hired a thumbnail guy because um, I just can't make good thumbnails. I suck at Photoshop. I hate it. I'm so bad. I'm looking at your thumbnails now. They're good. I like them. Mine are awful. Mine are awful. So, you know, you, 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 you that little outline around yourself. It's always like red or yellow. Yeah, it's usually usually yellow because that's the first one that comes up and I'll go, that'll do. Because the thumbnail is always the last thing I do. I'm just like, oh, fine, that looks fine. I'll do that. But, you know, I, so I've hired those guys 
uh, I lose my channel, which would be horrible for me. It's uh, two and a half years of, you know, I, I put up three videos every single week and have done for two and a half years. And that's a massive loss for me, but it also loses that gentleman's income, the other gentleman's oh, yeah. income, uh, mm -hmm. the people who are around me, uh, people who send my merch. You know, it's, it's a big kick in the teeth. Um, and it's not just, as you said, it's eviscerated. You no longer exist on there. Every video gone. Um, but that, that is, that is, it is very scary, but there is no other option. There's all these other people coming out going, Oh, we're going to start this. We're going to start that. No, yeah, like, nothing ever happens. So yeah. I don't know. It is scary, but it's, it's sort of this tightrope. We're just sort of walking. Um, I know. Like I was thinking about the fact that like when you work for a major outlet, and you could never do this because you're you're just you're honestly too controversial, believe it or not, which is so funny to me because you're not even that controversial. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when you're not like abusing little Jewish ladies, was someone Jewish that you abused? Yeah, was someone's that Jewish. Who cares? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want a job in the mainstream. So people keep saying to me, you want, or you should get a job uh, somewhere on the TV. I don't want to do that. No, I like this. I like working from wherever I want to work from. But there's security in that. I mean, and, and I don't want to work for, you know, like a main out, mainstream outlet either. I mean, like they're all trash. And like, I just want legacy media to die and hopefully it will. Yep. Um, but, you know, and obviously we're coming at this from different perspectives because I'm coming at it from the journalist world and you're coming at it from the comedy world. But, you know, when you do work for a major outlet, you still have that protection. You still have layers of protection there where they can't just, I mean, obviously they can fire you, but, you know, there has to be a reason. Um, there sort of has to be a reason. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's different, you know, someone can't just come along and just wipe off of the internet all the work you've ever done when you work for, you know, the New York Times or the Washington Post or whatever, or you work for Comedy Central. They can't just come along and just go, you don't exist anymore. But YouTube can do that. And, and the thing is that that puts so much pressure on you to eventually go with what they're asking you to do. And to, I mean, the fact of the, 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 the fact that we can't even say the 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 C Rona thing is what nuts. are you doing? Stop saying that. <laughs> you can't <laughs> say that. I, I I cannot stress that enough. If you say that sore throat disease, I'll be I'll have a hate speech guideline for being a bigot. <laughs> saying that is the fact that we can't say particular terms in videos and I get this all the time because I constantly talk about we talk about similar stuff but like you know I was even I was uh, having a laugh with someone I think I even said this on a, a podcast recently I think of the last like 20 videos of mine 17 of them have been demonetized yeah. so like okay but think about that right you have these people that are still pulling in views that are still getting interaction and whatnot they're still making you youtube money and yet for some reason there are all these arbitrary guidelines that we're forced to abide by with absolutely no rhyme or reason so people argue that it's a private company and then i'm like well that's fine if you want to argue that but they also have the monopoly they've mm -hmm. monopolized the space i don't know what Do the that. answer is i'm just now I'm just complaining, but yeah. oh, you know, it's not a monopoly. There's Vimeo. They're doing real good. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vimeo's killing it. That's where I get my content from. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a concerning thing. And like I go through and I'll just do this now on my own computer screen. I'm not going to show people, but as far as the demonetization, you know, I, it, it's very, here and there like a video i released uh recently a man gets loses a bet and gets fake boobs it's a very political video but that's demonetized immediately uh michaela peterson's podcast from the other week 
that was monetized. Hooray. Yeah. Australian kids learn about yep. Invasion Day. Uh, demonetized. Fat Accepted Movement. Demonetized. Uh, my podcasts were bearing the other week. For some reason, demonetized. And yet, questioning hate, uh, the, the video titled Questioning Feminism is Hate Speech, monetized. How yeah, is that fucking monetized? I have no idea. I don't well, know. It has to be down to the individual person reviewing it. And, yeah. and that's just shit because then you take into account people's different ideologies and political leaning and all that type of stuff. But anyway, I, I know it's a, it's a conversation that's been had a million times and people are probably sick of it, but, uh, but fuck you, this is what, I, what we're talking about. And it, it annoys me greatly. Um, don't, don't you worry. But I mean, like, yeah, people can find like, I completely understand if people find this conversation annoying, but it's also annoying for creators because the creators are over here like, I'm just trying to make you good content, you know, yeah. so that you watch it for free. <laughs> and I'm over here worrying about having, you know, not me specifically, but you know, the content creators worried about having their entire livelihood wiped off the internet. Like mm. it's, yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I listen to other people complain about this and I sit there and I'm like, yeah. I hate you. I agree. I'm like, personally, <laughs> just gonna get tired of hearing about it because I'm like, f you know, I don't swear. I make a point of not swearing. Oh, you don't swear. You know, fall off a cliff. You I heard you swear before we started the podcast. And I don't, I don't ever swear when I'm filming though. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Maybe you should start just swinging for the fences. I just I've like twice. Start your next video like, g'day, fuckheads, how are you? Big City Watson coming at you live from DC. <laughs> I believe myself. It's I, you know what? When I put other people's clips in my videos and they're swearing, I believe them. I believe the oh, F word out. Fair enough. I'm one of them. Fair you know enough. what it is? Is um, I feel like you know I don't want to run the risk of also YouTube then turning around and being like they're swearing in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't too. I mean, like you know, I swear like a, I will freely admit I swear like a trooper outside of the internet. <laughs> I'm Australian. I am Australian. I know I don't sound it, but I am. But yeah, when I get on, you know, when I get in front of the camera, I'm like, all right, Sid, let's tone it down and be a decent, nice person. Because you, you know, Isaac, not a decent, nice person with all that potty mouth. A vulgarity. Mm-hmm. I, hear, I hear a lot of people talk. I, I, when I started doing YouTube and I started like editing my videos and I was like, um, I started hearing how much I was saying the F-bomb. And then I, I thought to myself one day, like, you know, maybe this is a little bit too much. And then I went down that afternoon to... Uh, to footy trainer when I was playing footy back in the Dizzy, and that's just how people talk. <laughs> that's how people talk in this country. If you're at the pub, that's how people talk to each other. Yeah, no, and Americans right. I mean, don't get that. No, no, they don't. And it's so funny because Yanks, uh, like again, I love this country. I love living here in the U.S. But uh, Americans sometimes just get so wildly offended by things. That I'm like, yeah. I don't know that that. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like our vernacular is just so affronting to so many people. I'm I mean, interested. Like, you know, I'm, interest, I'm interested in uh, finding out of you what it's like being a, a young female who's seen as a, a far writer. Am I? Am I considered far right? That's fine. well. I'm far right apparently, so you have to be. We're talking to I each other. You're far right by because you're on this podcast. You're now far right. Um, you know, it doesn't really impact me too much. I got to be honest. Um, I, the only time it did impact me is when I was at university and I had all these little lefty friends and I used, I had some really good mates at school, you know, Uh, and then obviously I decided to slowly give my opinion and then became this. And the only thing that really irritates me about it is when people from my past who I used to be friends with 
say stuff where they're like, oh, I know her, you know, particularly online, they'll be like, oh, I know her personally. And, you know, she's a giant racist. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. and it's people that I had, you know, like five seconds of conversation with back in 2012. And I'm like, yep. but other than that, you know what? I feel, again, like, I feel like I have the coolest community. Um, I have, you know, my friends these days are predominantly fairly right wing, fairly libertarian, whatever. But like actually, you know, some, some leftist friends, believe it or not. Um, and they're all really cool. My life is honestly pretty sweet being, you know, just exactly who I am. No complaints. Being extremely far right. <laughs> so far. Right. <laughs> well, what thank is, you for, huh? What? Just, Whoa. What is that? What does that even mean? Far right. What is, it, it's usually what you call someone when you disagree with what they're saying. I thought that was a Nazi. Ah, we're all a bit of, bit of both. A little column A, column B. Who cares? It's all good. Uh, Sydney, thank you very much for your time on the podcast today. We'll get you back on for another one at some point. Uh, after about an hour or so, I start to fall asleep. doesn't matter who oh. I've got on. I just start going, oh, I can't listen to my voice anymore. It does my head in. No, I, feel I, talk, that. I talk too much. I talk way too much. There's too much of being on the internet. <laughs> no, I feel you. Thank you for having me, sir. I uh, look forward to us um, doing more things. Have me back. It'll be fun. We can talk more crap talk about more shit. <laughs> I like it. We haven't covered enough feminism today, so we'll have to do that again. Now, is there anything, Sydney, you'd like to plug? How can people find you? Where should they go? Your links will be in the description below, but what else? Oh, well, I mean, the best place to find me is probably on the YouTube, you know, protect me. Don't let me get wiped off the internet. And that's just Sydney Watson. All of my um, tags, all of my handles are different on every platform because for some reason, that's Sydney smart. Watson yep. is a common name. Oh, really? uh, if you want to complain at people on Twitter, then I am Sydney L Watson. And if you want to send me some love on Instagram where I post a lot of memes, I'm getting better at making them. I do try really hard. It's Sydney Watson underscore underscore because I am a 13 year old girl. Jesus Christ. Well, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's hotboy69. <laughs> anyway, Sydney Watson, thank you very much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a great podcast. Sydney Watson, bloody some of it, the best work. Um, we'll be back next week, probably, hopefully, unless we get deleted. And uh, yeah, be a good motherfucker. Peace in the Middle East. Be next things. I'll see you all very soon. Toodaloo. Wah, wah, wah.